Oh my gosh, you're too funny. How's it going? What's happening? Ah, uh, life. But good, it's bad, happening. ugly, huh? I said it's happening. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, good, bad, ugly. No, I don't. I mean, good. I don't think there's anything bad or ugly happening at all, which is nice. Good. That's great. How um, how are we doing with the? Um, well, actually, I just got off a. Sorry, I'm just putting my phone on silent. I just got off a call with my dad on um, WhatsApp video, and he was like, "He's like, did you just wake up?" <laughs> you gotta love that. Oh, like, I always look goodness. like this. I always my, my hair is always messy. I'm always just a little bit of a disaster. A what is what is this? Totally. What is the noise? Do you live next to a highway? Uh no, just the road. Here, hold on. Check this out. Done. Oh my god, that's so much better. I literally heard every car that came past. Just trying to spice up your morning for you. Jeez, Mike, it's so spiced up. I appreciate you so much. <laughs> it really got you going. I need something fun. <laughs> like the sound of cars <laughs> driving by. <laughs> Do you know what really turns me on? Is the sound of cars driving by. It's the best. <laughs> it really gets me going. Oh. It really, really gets me going. Did you do your this morning? Blue oh. shirt to like, so I don't look sick behind the pink. Thank you. You are looking you. quite sensational this morning, I have to tell you. Thank you. Look at you. Tell us about uh, this outfit. Okay. Well, I'm actually, but now if I if I take this out, I can't hear what you're saying. All right. Well, you just. I'm in my bikini. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? Um. No, but I'd like to know why. Okay. This, go ahead, tell us. There are two reasons for this. Okay, may, okay, let's start. So this morning I was meditating and um, and I've been struggling a little bit the last couple of days with the meditations because my son took my headphones and so I just have to play the guided meditation for my phone. It's not quite the same experience when you don't have like mm -hmm. these things over your ears, right? And so um, anyway, so I've been struggling with the meditations. I've also been a little bit in a bit of a shitty space because of something that happened over the weekend. And mm. so I have been very much in my head, like replaying the situation that happened like over and over again and getting sad and angry about it. And just, you know, it's been hard. Like it's been difficult for me to let go of this. But then this morning I sat down and I didn't still didn't have the headphones and I started the meditation. And for the first time I felt like I was back in that space where I could generate this energy to change the way that I felt. And so I was like, geez, I, I need to be back on the yacht. I need to be back on the yacht. And um, I was back on the yacht with, and you were there. A lot of people were on this yacht. It's a huge super yacht. And Steve Aoki was DJing. Perfect. <laughs> Obviously in the morning. Yeah. The I mean, morning that's was the first thing. Um, so anyway, so this is my outfit for, the morning dance party that we're having on the yacht um, because we just finished a huge research project that was very successful mm. and it's going to impact a lot of people's lives very positively. And so we were celebrating that. This is my yacht outfit. 
Also, my can, can we go the workout outfit and also my date life <laughs> outfit. So it makes things very easy for me. Well, here's the thing. I need to just my step up your game outfit. a little bit. Oh, here. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, let's just get honest right now. Mike, you only wear a t-shirt until you don't have to wear a t-shirt. Until you have That's any excuse not to wear a shirt. Okay, so it's very true. I know that that shirt will come off really quickly. Honestly, if we were on a yacht, my shirt would come off right yeah, away. Yeah, you would not be wearing a shirt. No. So no. anyway, so... I actually, so, so I work out at I work out a place work out at a place called Carlsbad um, Kickboxing. Yeah, and it's not a CrossFit gym, right? So, so the rules are a little bit different. But I, I know the owner really well. He's a good buddy of mine, and I did I did have to ask him. I'm like, bro, because people work out there and they always have their shirts on, and it's hot, and I'm doing like hard workouts, and I'm like, can I just take off my shirt? He's like, oh yeah, man, go ahead. <laughs> Good, thank you. Because, no. for God's sake, I could not work out this whole time with my shirt on. <laughs> God forbid, Mike ever wears shirt on. I can't breathe. Shirt on. I can't breathe in this thing. I feel so suffocated by this cotton T-shirt that's completely breathable. <laughs> totally, yeah, totally. You, you feel me? Well, I do. And oh, the other reason I wore this outfit is because this pissed me off. I think I've shared it with you. A little hmm. while ago, somebody said to me, you know, you really have to watch what you post on social media because you can't be posting pictures of yourself in a bikini. And I was like, fuck you. I'm going to post even more pictures of myself in inappropriate outfits now that you've said that. Because And what's the inappropriate about a bikini? I mean, we li- I live close to the beach. I see that shit every day. Every day. Nothing inappropriate about it. Every day. I- well, because I have to fit the stereotypical mold of the, having the social media profile of right, right. being responsible and professional and, you know, Isn't like what is part of health being comfortable in your own skin, right? Like, especially and if you prioritize well. prioritized health, like, like celebrating the results of, of work to some extent, right? Like prioritizing health. I don't know. That's ridiculous to me. I don't agree. Here's the thing. I've never in my life felt more comfortable in my skin. And that to me is a huge win, a huge win. Like I was, you know, from when I was like a teenager up until the point of 21, 24, and I was modeling, I, I hated my body. I freaking hated it. I abused it. I was so horrible to it. I disliked it in so many ways, but I was never willing to take action to change it either. Mm. Right. Because I, I don't think I knew I didn't have the same level of awareness. And like now that I in my 40s, something shifted. And obviously, I've been working a program of recovery for 18 plus years and I have done a ton of work on myself and continue to do so. And I'm at a place right now where my body's amazing. Oh, my God. I have stretch marks. I have cellulite. Like I'm like I have fat on my stomach. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm far from having the perfect body, but I love my body. Today, That's I can amazing. honestly say That's that I love my body, and it's, 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 it's a huge step from for someone who was an anorexic, bulimic, you know, and then went into, like, overeating behaviors as well. I better take this earring off. Um, I, I grew up um, hating my body, to be honest with you, and had, like, a lot what? of body dysmorphia things. For sure. Totally. 100%. Well, I was, like, 
So I was on a bunch of, uh, I had asthma really. I mean, this is my assumption, right? I mean, also I'm Italian and ate, ate a bunch of shit food, but you know, it was the eighties, but, um, I was also on like a lot of hormones and stuff for, for asthma. Um, and, and so you were I was like even bloated. part of a research, research project for university of Arizona, um, for like, uh, asthma treatment for kids. But yeah, I mean, I, I, by the time I was like, 11, 12, 13 years old, I was like this chubby kid. And I was the kid that I wouldn't go in pools. Like I lived in Georgia. It was like 90 something degrees, 90% humidity. And I wouldn't go in the pool my entire childhood if people were around because I was ashamed of the way I looked. Yeah, 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 for sure. And how did you change that? What happened? I didn't. I actually, uh, well, so a couple of things happened. One, um, that was part of the like, I don't know. Everybody has struggles growing up. So let's just call it struggle. Part of the struggle growing up. By the time I got into high school, I got into doing other things that were unhealthy for myself to deal with life. Right. By the time I, so I I graduated high school, I was probably 225 pounds. A year later, I was, I was probably 150. What? Yeah. And sunken in like, and it wasn't, a, I didn't lose weight health, I, in any healthy way. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, so, and then after that, I went from this like, you know, 150 pound sunken in skin and bones raver kid, to, you know, and got in a little bit of trouble and all those things and started to, figure out ways to prioritize health. And I didn't really know because I was young. Right. So it was like, I just go for runs and like try to get to the gym and try to watch what I was eating, but watching what I was eating just didn't, you know, it was like low fat and those types of things. Cause it was late nineties, early two thousands. And then there was that one kind of like epiphany when I was working and tired of getting in trouble and tired of hanging out with the same people and tired of doing the same things where I was like, I'm just going to go in the military, screw it. And that's where it all kind of changed. I went to military and I started training in like with cool people in cool areas. And, and I ended up doing really well. Like I found out like, Holy crap, like I can run really well and I can, I'm actually pretty strong and all these things. Right. And um, yeah, that's what really changed it. I got, then, uh, you know, I, I got out, I got in the triathlons in the military and that's what kind of ignited this passion for exercise physiology, but I wanted to learn all about energy systems to make myself a better athlete at that point. I didn't want to do anything for anyone else at that point. And I actually found um, the paleo diet for athletes from um, Lauren Cardane. And before I knew anything about the paleo diet, before I really knew anything about CrossFit and started practicing the paleo diet to make myself a better triathlete while in the military. And that kind of, and then everything just kind of went from there. But yeah, but even like through CrossFit, Wait, like early so days of CrossFit, you didn't work what? out at all until you were like in your twenties. I mean, I played like football. Triathlons? I did. I played. I played football in high school up until my senior year. But then I was I was so into other things that on my senior year, and I played varsity football, but my senior year, like the last year, I played football from like six years old every single year until my senior year. And I decided not to play because I didn't have any classes anymore. I had, even though I was doing all the wrong things socially, um, academically, 
I was in a very good place and I didn't really have to take any classes my senior year. I just got out early all the time and I was like, screw this. I'm not going to come back and go to football practice. Like I'm not going to play college football. I'm not going to play professional football. So I'll just go hang out with my buddies and get high all day instead because I don't have to go to school. It's my senior year. And that's kind of what I did instead. And I laughed. It's not funny, but stupid, but it is what it is. Right. Um, I did the same. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, what was my, so I did, I did work out, but not, I didn't know what I was doing and, and I was a decent football player and I was always fast and, and, and somewhat strong, but I didn't really understand any of it. Um, but yeah, it was, wasn't until the military that I really got into competing and pushing myself and all that stuff. That's crazy. That's insane. Then, I mean, well, it's weird yeah. to think that. While studying this know stuff. You. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> While studying this stuff to improve my own performance, whether it's nutrition, like paleo diet, or understanding uh, training and energy systems and all those things, it was at that point where I was like, okay, well, I think it would be really cool to take this information and, and help others. And my initial goal was to get into cardiac rehab. So that's what I re- really wanted to do at first with an exercise. Why, Why cardiac rehab? I just thought this, I mean, I was young and I was like, man, you know, I thought the idea of taking people who had a, a lifestyle that got them into the need for cardiac rehab, like post heart attack, heart surgery, whatever it is, cardiovascular disease, and then needed my help to improve their lives. Like I was like, well, that's cool. Like I would love to be a part of helping people recover and live a healthier life. That was the idea. And then while finishing up that degree, I really wanted to get into academia and do research. Um, So I went and got my master's. And then while getting my master's and becoming friends with my professors, they were like, no, you don't want to do this. This is not for you. Yeah, they were like, don't you want to get stuck in the bureaucracy of of academia? Like you can make a bigger difference in industry. Um, Isn't that so interesting? Mm-hmm. You don't want to. I actually like so. I actually am, am, am still in contact with one of my professors. We we talked probably a couple times a year, Doctor Yuri Fado. Uh, he, yeah. I mean, he was. Yeah, you know, he's, he's awesome. done a lot of research. He's a great dude, and um, he was tenured, I believe, at a, at the university I was at, and decided to walk away because he just didn't couldn't do it anymore. Didn't want to live that life anymore and got himself into industry and such a good dude, man. Like I always wanted to get him involved in the stuff we were doing. It's just always so hard. Yeah. He's on the a great guy. I don't know him, but just from what, it, what I've been seeing, you know, he yeah, seems solid, phenomenal. Solid guy. Oh gosh. Well, so there's hope for my kids. You are like literally not. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, the yeah. one works out like a little demon and like obsessed with football and just super like motivated. And then the other one is the most beautiful, beautiful soul, but seems to just, you know, be on a little bit of a more challenging mm-hmm. path right now. Teenagers, right? Yeah. Teenagers. And like, I don't <sighs> know. I got it out of my system early, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I learned a lot. And I'll tell you, when I went in the military, there was like, like changing the direction of, there was a sense of pride that was like, I mean, it was life changing, honestly. Um, 
because so I did really like well. Some part of something. Well, so and I went through I, as well. Totally, and I, you know, I went to my first school, a school, and like, I mean, did really well. And then I got so because I excelled there, I was able to like do all these little special things. Like I was part of this color guard for the bass, which meant that I also got to open up for the Three Doors Down concert. Uh, in Virginia Beach, which like in that time, Three Doors oh, Down wait, was like a stop. massive band. Wait, wait, like, they wait. Were... Do you play the guitar? No, no, no. Not open up that way. Like we marched oh. out with the flag to open the event oh, on okay, the stage. Okay. And it was crazy because I remember it was like, it was Virginia Beach. It was like super windy. And we had these freaking massive flags we're holding on we're like it's just four of us marching across like in you know in formation and turning and all this stuff and the flags like and the crowd is just going insane because we didn't move you know like we were able to hold it together like and then we hung out backstage with three doors down like it's cool that sounds insane i love that yeah that's amazing for a 21 year old kid who like spent the last three years prior to that just doing dumb things and getting in a lot of trouble. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, okay, well, there's a lot more to life than being a shithead. What created that shift though? Like, what was that moment that you decided that your life was, that you were going to change your life? Because I think it is a decision. A lot of people call it a rock bottom. And what what was that moment for you? Um, There are a couple of things. Yeah. So, you know, my dad was uh, undercover narcotics in two different police departments and all my trouble was with drugs. <laughs> so I really let him down um, at that time. And that was, that was part of it. There was another thing. Um, I actually ended up stealing money from my parents to support my own things. Right. I don't know if I talked about this, but, and my mom found out it wasn't hard to find out, write checks from their business um, or personal. I can't remember. And then I just cash them and yeah. then take it and buy stuff and yeah. thousands of dollars. And she pulled me into her closet one day and told me how my, and my mom has been my biggest supporter my entire life, no matter what, no matter what, she she has been the parent that's strict enough to like really try to keep me in line, but also the parent that's like, I have learned life lessons that I think I had to learn because there was enough leeway to learn those lessons, right? Like there is a balance there. And wow. yeah, it's a scary, it's a scary balance for sure. But anyways, like she has been my biggest supporter through everything, through everything. And she pulled me into her closet and um, cried and told me I broke her heart. And she's like, I'm not going to tell your dad because he'll fucking kill you. But you broke my heart. And I'll never forget that. Right. Like, and I was working at this cell phone store and like I was in back in college, but I was in like a business undecided major. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I knew I didn't want to do what I was currently doing anymore. Didn't want to hang out with the same people. I didn't want to make those choices. I didn't want to let people down anymore. And a couple uh, stores down was the recruiting offices. 
And I closed my shift at the cell phone store and I walked down there and I was like, somebody just put me in. Somebody. Wow. And they were like, yes, you come. No, no, no. No, I went to the Marines first who like are are relentless recruiters. And I don't know if they just had a bad day or they just got already just like signed (laughs) up a bunch of people and didn't give a shit anymore. But they were like, eh. Yeah, we'll see, you know. And then the Navy was like, oh, yeah, come on in here. And then that was it. I went to the Navy. That's incredible. Well, yeah. I love that. And huge respect to mom, Giardina. She, uh, yeah. she obviously yeah. went through a lot. Just, and as, as a mom myself. She has been like through a lot and in, in, in life and does not stop. Like, she is oh. the example of, of just the relentless person and good soul and no matter what she's always trying to help especially her kids yeah so that's so beautiful yeah i mean it's weird that we i mean i know we're supposed to be discussing this book well we don't have to do anything that we don't want to do but um that this (laughs) theme of addiction has come up because actually i wrote something this morning about it that i wanted to share with you because Mm. i think i've been on a slippery slope myself and, um, you know, it's, I've always taken my recovery and my sobriety very seriously. And it's always been at the forefront of everything. And, you know, since I went into rehab and have been clean, like I haven't really partied. Like I, I will occasionally, but I don't really, because I prioritize health, right? I prioritize yeah. my sleep and my nutrition and working out and feeling good. Sure. And, um, recently and maybe the last two months because of various things that have happened that have been super traumatic I have started like partying a lot more and not drinking by any means ever but um you know not sleeping and anyway so this morning I wrote this I woke up this morning thinking I wanted to get dressed in bondage gear Beautiful, sexy bondage gear and it made me think of how attractive and, and sexy addiction can be And to me, addiction is the compulsive pursuit of a behavior or substance despite the negative consequences. And I've got stuck in this trap of going out a lot recently, trapped in a world of dopamine highs, fleeting moments of deep connection, hours of pleasure seeking. But it always leaves me yearning for more because I'm searching externally for joy, excitement, meaning and purpose. And while there are many people who can successfully do this, I am not one of them. I ended up experiencing something the other night that broke my heart a little, but it was sobering and a wake-up call for me to look at my life right now, a hard look, and ask myself the question, am I abandoning myself and what matters most to me, my sobriety, my inner peace, family, things I love doing, in order to get these hits of dopamine? Because to me, that is my addiction. And Am I acting in ways and allowing other people to act in ways that leave me feeling disrespected, disregarded, and rejected? And the answer was a loud yes. But you know what the beautiful thing about the situation is? Awareness and the ability to choose myself, to leave a situation that broke my heart and love myself and what matters to me most deeply, that is what my sobriety and recovery is about. That's amazing and <laughs> extremely relatable, to be honest with you. And it is, it is interesting because it doesn't have to be a K 
chemical drug, like something you take that no. that um, alters feeds, your chemicals. Yeah, feeds the addiction, right? Like, like the it's like the whole thing, the whole start of it too, of, of what you wrote. I mean, when I'm in a bad place. <laughs> I go to thinking about sex. Yeah. To be honest, you know what I mean. And I understand that deeply. And oh, like start trying to find ways to seek it. And that's how it's been in the past. And it's it's like okay, well, I know I'm not going to do drugs, right? So I'm not going to do drugs, and and I hate the feeling of being drunk and waking up you know, hungover and not sleeping. So how else can I get these hits of dopamine? How else can I lose control to some extent? Right. Like, and I found other ways, like you will always find other ways. You always have to fight that addiction one way or another. Right. Um, And there have been some life events for both of us over the last few months that have, yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you, like, it's crazy. Like it hits like, bam, like as soon as an event like that happens, my mind, my brain is like, what can I go? Where can I go to get what I want right now? You know, and it's, it takes a lot to really think through it and be like, how is this going to really make me feel tomorrow? Yeah, Not even tomorrow. For me, it's not even the next day. It's almost right after. And you're like, oh, Well, that's the thing, especially if we're sober and we don't have these substances to justify our behavior, it's a lot harder because you, I am immediately faced with this guilt and the shame and this fear that comes for me for me with, with, with acting out on, on any type of addiction that I have or any addictive behavior. And it's, it's hard. And here's the thing, like, it's so easy. It's so it's... easy to act out on these yeah. behaviors. It's so easy to constantly just go out and seek these pleasures. It's so easy. It's so much harder for me to take responsibility and to be like, yeah. my health is my priority. That comes first. The way I treat myself and the way my behavior affects other people is yeah. so fucking important to me. Yeah. And you know what? I'm not going to surround myself with people who don't share those values, people who yeah. are willing to act or behave in, in ways that compromise and disrespect me. And yeah. I put myself in too many of those situations. To, and I'm angry. Like, I'm fucking angry at what happened this weekend. No, like, I wasn't angry because I was trying to be like, oh, you know, everybody should just, um, everyone should just be able to act in the way they want. But it's bullshit. Like, I'm going to hold people accountable, especially if, if, if I care about them. I'm going to, I hold you accountable for stuff. I will yeah, call totally. you and your behavior, you know, that's what my 100%. best friends do for me as well. And so, you know, learning how to take myself out of these situations was a huge deal for me. Leaving yeah. that place on Friday night and being like, I don't yeah, want to see what the fuck's happening right now. This is killing me inside. Yeah. And I'm not choosing myself in any way here. Like I... I'm disrespecting myself by being allowing, by allowing myself to be disrespected, you know, and totally. that sits and stays squarely with me. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. No, I, I 100% was like that. We had this conversation, like a similar conversation last night. It's kind of right. Where it's like, 
I don't not I'm not going to do things anymore. One that make me feel bad about myself. Two, maybe even more importantly, is like things that I know are going to almost purposefully negatively affect another person. You know what I mean? Like those decisions to just go out. Like, like it doesn't make sense. Like why do it's interesting too, because there have been two and we were, this is maybe it is too much information, but there were two points in my life where I've been like, I just don't know if I can take it anymore. And one of them was, do you want to kill yourself? Well, just like this, this, this low, this low where it's like, I, you know, you just don't want to be here anymore. You you know what I mean? And and one was being pretty young and just having a night and then waking up the next morning or not even morning, then the next day at some point and driving home and being so depleted and being like, I can't do this. Like, this is it. Like, if I, you know what I mean? Like it was the will to like live and move on from that. It was like, no, I can't do this anymore. I remember like being like, I'm just going to drive my car off this fucking bridge. Like I'm done. I can't do this. And the only other time I've experienced a low like that was had nothing to do with drugs and it had all to do with like using somebody to some extent to get what I wanted. Yeah. And yeah sitting there on my couch being like, wow, like what a piece of shit. I won't do it anymore. I just can't. And I think that, no. And that, I mean, and if you do, you need substances and other behaviors and people around you to justify it. Right. Everyone else in my circle is doing this. So I can act like an absolute cunt, excuse my language, because Everyone else is doing that, right? Which just brings me back to this, like, really being so, so selective of who I allow in my space and in my life. You know, I am generally so selective. You know me. I'm, I love many people. But yeah. the people that are close to me, I can count on one hand. The yeah. people that I truly admire and want to be like and strive to be like and you're one of them it's not a huge amount of people it's not but it's the people that will hold me accountable and that I will hold accountable that are leveling up and choosing to grow and um you know and 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 we want to be healthy and and I think just you know what's just coming out so much is how our behavior so easily can ruin and devastate another human being because I have been ruined and devastated by many people. Um, and it always comes as a shock to me that some, that other people don't have the same integrity or the same heart as I do. It shocks me. I'm so naive in this way that I really don't think people want to go out of their way to hurt me, but, but it seems that it happens. 
And that's the part, like that, that whole thing is the part that like I've come to this realization and, and I've talked about this with you over the last couple of days is like, I've realized that there is so much more to health than physical health. So much more. It's crazy. And that's what we've been exploring since the first challenge, the first like authenticity challenge is like, you know what I mean? And like, that's been like the biggest breakthrough is like, I've spent years, years and years and years focusing on being fit and eating well and all these things. And I have not created the best version of myself with doing just that at all. In fact, there have been times when I've been a pretty shitty person and very fit and considered healthy. You know what I mean? And that's, that's what I want to explore for like moving forward is what health really is. Like what is this kind of all encompassing health really about? How do we, and, and, and how do you bring it all together? That's like, yeah. no, it's true because all biomarkers are perfect. And so yeah, no, I go to the doctor measured. and they're like, fucking amazing. Yeah. Right. But so what's the next step? What's the next level? And it always comes back to this, this, this authenticity and living a life with meaning and purpose. And how do I show up in the world? How do you show up in the world? And how does my presence in the world affect others? Cause you know what? We all have a responsibility to be good fucking humans. Seriously, yeah. and it's just too easy to be a piece of shit these days. I, I mean, it was like that. No, it was, this is definitely, we've definitely had some language in this one, but it is like that, I don't know, a little thing I, I reshared yesterday where it's like you, you know, you have to work on yourself first and then gently start helping others, right? But you can't do that shit without working on yourself. And working on yourself was more than just fucking working out every day and eating high quality food. Sorry. It just is right. Like, fuck. I mean, that's a big part of it. Sure. But it, that's only going to get you so far. I mean, I know a lot of people that are pretty damn fit and fucking miserable. Yeah. Oh, totally. Uh, angry, miserable people who are just throwing around waste to try to get rid of some kind of frustration. And it's another addiction in a way, because you're using something to change the way that you feel. Um, and, if, you know, although they're, the positive consequences of, of that behavior are way better than taking drugs. There's still totally. this sense of um, escaping from reality or denying relationships or something, you know, just like w- walking away from some kind of truth you're not willing to face. 100%. Absolutely. I've experienced yeah, Anyway, that. that's interesting. Yeah. Um, well, well, this conversation went nice and deep today. Yeah, yeah. We didn't even get into the book, but it all kind of—it's all well, part of it, right? Of like book. these. This is it is. It is. It's all part of it. And you asked. You asked, one of the questions you asked, which I didn't answer, was like, "Did you meditate this morning?" And and I did. And it's and it is becoming a a daily. It is a daily practice. I'm not going to say it's becoming yeah. a daily practice because it is. It's something I do yeah. daily. Um, it's funny. I was telling you, uh, I bought these other meditations from him and I started, it was a four track playlist and I thought, well, 
track one's like 30 something minutes. And so I'll just do track one. Right. And so I, I press play and like it ends and it was an hour and 15 minutes because the meditation was track one and two. And like, I was fucking lost in this thing. Oh. It was such a like amazing experience. I've never sat still for that long. Um, That's incredible. It was incredible. And it's like, these are, it, it is those experiences that start to kind of open up this thought process to like what's really out there. Like what are the real possibilities? Um, yeah. Like our yacht party with Steve Aoki. Yeah. I mean, it's just so interesting. Like when you, th- it's true though. Like, you know, if you wholeheartedly focus on those things and, and, and like you said, like, it's not just about the, the yacht, you know, the, the money or all those things. It's like, no. Hey, what does that do? Like what, what one, how do you get there? Like it's, it's, it's getting there from creating something that's really going to be impactful and change people's lives. One, two, it's having the freedom to make connections, bring people in, create experiences, like healthy, healthy, fun experiences for other people, like enjoyment of life. You know what I mean? Like, that's huge. Yeah. Like, who do, who the hell doesn't want to do that? And, like, that's, like, what I see when I'm having these meditations is that for, like, everybody around me. You know what I mean? Like, it's creating experiences for my kids that I can bring them to other cultures and having to experience, you know, all these, all these cool things that life has to offer without having to look at my fucking bank account and being like, shit, how do I recover from this? You know what I mean? Like, that... Like it's, it's those experiences with friends, family, loved ones, creating opportunities for others, even strangers, helping them live better lives. That, that is the driving force behind all of this. And yeah. that focus, like an intense focus on that, in my opinion, every day in combination with gratitude, as if it already happened based off of what we're learning here is what changes like it's it's it creates an energy that when you're faced with decisions throughout today throughout the day you're drawn to making the decision that matches that energy right it's like yeah. what is the positive you know decision i can make here and and what direction what path does that lead me on whereas in the old like old ways of thinking is you you come into these decisions with anxieties about the past and that's the that's where you come into. So you come into here and you're only thinking about what's happened about the path. And all of a sudden you start making these decisions about past events. Right. And it just keeps you yeah. on that. And path. you recreate and like the same thing over and over, over and over. And it's like, man, you know, it makes so much sense. Um, after spending some time in this book, like it's it's interesting. Yeah. It's and so become, interesting. Even. Yeah. Good. No, 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 go ahead. No, I was saying just even just the meditations, like even if you don't want to read the book, like literally just doing the meditations is life changing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's cool. Super cool. It's phenomenal. And so now I'm going to go and put Steve Aoki on in my lounge and dance. And if I close my <laughs> eyes, I'm on the yacht and I can recreate that feeling. Perfect. So I'm already living it. You already are. You're already grateful for yeah. it. So good. The emotions are there. So grateful. Everything's just 
aligning and right. And I have no doubt it's going to happen soon. I really don't. I love it. I love it. I don't either. It's done. It's happening. Well, I've had a lot of people reach out and be like, am I going to be on the yacht? I'm like, obviously. <laughs> am I going to be on the yacht? You're like, you don't understand how big this yacht is. Okay. Yes. You'll be on. <laughs> I just love the fact that I went from like a nighttime party to being first thing in the morning. I was like, this is great. I'm a morning person, to be honest with you. So, Me too. Yeah. I mean, I'm up at so like. bring it on. Sleeping in, like I slept in this morning. I woke up at five thirty, and I was like, "Wow, oh, I slept in. It's good." <laughs> Oof, I'm not that bad. I know, but um, I'm an I, early I riser. I admire that a lot. Yeah, no, that's good. I uh, I'm definitely getting back to that. I'm getting back to myself and being more grounded, and um, you know, just stronger in in who I am and what I want. But you know, in saying that, like I have to allow myself some compassion and grace for when I do, when I'm not acting in the way that I want to because because you're human and that's yeah right and it allows me to gain more underwear more awareness and a deeper understanding and learn some lessons that I still need to learn because you know life's not easy and it's never gonna be that easy even when we are on the yacht dancing and having the best time um it's life's still gonna be challenging totally it will be it will be and I do think it's Yeah, you, I think there's this, I think the exploration of what we're doing and, you know, the practice of it builds yourself up in such a way that you just more easily navigate those hard life situations because they're going to be there, right? The, yeah. It's like, it's like building your ark, right? Like the flood will come. You just have to have the arc for you and your friends and your family and your loved ones to be in so you can help guide them through it until the next fucking sunny day. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm grateful for the space and for whatever we are creating and moving towards. And um, I have no doubt it's going to be a lot of fun. And the first time we record the podcast from the yacht, (laughs) I mean that's gonna be the best thing ever yeah it'll be shitty service kind of granular because we're out in the middle of the fucking ocean but i really have a bad like bad language today but you it's do? the most cursing oh, yeah. i'm swearing like a trooper i mean like a sailor it's just the worst no we're coming. whatever i felt very passionate and i needed those beautifully descriptive words to really make people understand the depth of my feeling yeah, and also the beautifully written letter this morning about your current situation. And no, you know, that was good. That was heartfelt. Like, that was like deep. When my journaling like, starts it. not happening, I'm like, hmm. there's so many things in my life that when mm-hmm. when I look and I'm like, oh wow, you know, that's a big indication that I'm not living in integrity or authentically because these behaviors that really are so crucial to my well-being and my health are yeah. stepping away. Like I need to be like, what the, what's, what's going on? Take a step back. Uh, but, but I think, and, and I know we got to jump here, but I think there's some, I think there's something to identifying that early. You know what I mean? Like it's very easy to slip into that for an extremely long period of time and like really lose yourself. 
Yeah. But I think there's something to being able to very quickly, you know, identify that and be like, okay, whoa, 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 wait a minute, something's going on. And, and I need to move back on this track. And I think that's, that's growth. Like that's, that's what this is all about because those things are going to, like we just said, like those things are going to happen. Like I'm going to make a bad decision again. Like I'm not going to ever make, I'm not going to make the greatest decisions for the rest of my life from this point on. I'm human. I'm going to make a bad decision. I'm going to feel terrible about myself at some point, but the ability to very quickly give that up and get back on track is what I'm after and not sit yeah. there and like crush myself over it for months and months and months. Like, no, I yeah. made this bad decision. This sucked. Here's how I get back on track. Let's move forward. Totally. Yeah. And if somebody, if I need to apologize to myself or somebody else, I do that pretty quickly as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. All huge. Right. Well, I think that's a good way to end until next week. If you don't have a hundred million things to do, we will be back. <laughs> Maybe we'll talk about the book next week.